Welcome to The Table with Vinny, Chris, and Dave. At The Table, we have authentic conversations about various topics through the lens of the kingdom and our personal experience. So pull up a chair and join us. There's room for everyone at The Table. You know what I love about that word authentic? What? Is that it requires intimacy. Like it's so difficult for people to kind of visualize this relationship dynamic, I mm. think. Um, you know, David and I have been friends for nine, eight, eight nine years now. Yeah. You know, and Vinny, I mean, we've been been relational for a few years, you know, in each other's circle. Um, you know, but to get to, get to get to that point where you're authentic, I get in, it really does require investment. True yeah. that. It's true. It's, it's kind of a point hard. where you can just like rip one right in front of your buddies. Yeah. The, the show fart of glory. <laughs> <laughs> show fart. I agree with you. It is. It takes a level a level of like vulnerability and it takes a level. It's a kind of a brave thing to yeah, have like an I, authentic I friendship. I trust you to be myself around you. Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, for so many people, we were ministering on Saturday night and the, you know, it, with prof, prof, with prophecy comes this necessary burden of discernment, right? Mm. To just spew everything out of your mouth without looking at that thing through the Lord's heart, you know, is to almost give something that could potentially be damaging. Mm. You know, it it could, it could bring up wounds. It could spark trauma. (laughs) And so the best way that I've ever heard uh, a a teaching on prophecy, you know, if you're, if you're seeing a vision from the Lord (laughs) and there are two people with knives in their hands standing back to back, like someone who's without discernment is going to see that like, bro, that guy behind you is dangerous. Mm. And somebody with discernment is going to be like, bro, that guy behind you, he's got your back. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, it's seeing through mm. that lens through the heart of the Lord and mm. like feeling and experiencing that brokenness that somebody else is experiencing and saying like, Lord, how, how are you redeeming them from this? You know, you're not just, Oh, I see you, you know, in this tragic situation in this dark place, you know, and, and the Lord's heart is always to bring restoration through that prof- prophetic word, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's edification. So how, and this glimpse into your personhood like through the quote-unquote reading your mail like Mm. does the lord want to bring redemption through that situation right and all you know and as people grow in their prophetic giftings and you know in that gift of discernment which has to accompany that (laughs) gifting you know it's so just reminded me of the uh when we were at your house at the fire and you were like (laughs) We're gonna play a game where we're all just gonna prophesy over yeah. each other. Well, and and that's that's part that's part of that authenticity and that intimacy. You know, just learning to like let people practice with the Lord, yeah, and, and creating intentionally safe spaces. Right. Um, you know, that was one thing and, I liked about when Krista was at Bethel because that changed. I mean, her going there helped my team like learning a lot because they did that intentionally. Yeah, like they like created space to fail. Mm-hmm. And then like when I did Sockham, it was the same thing. It was like, yeah, we're going to create a space for you to not hear from the Lord. in, yeah. so you can learn how to actually hear from the Lord. That's so good. Yeah. I think it was Chris on Saturday who had said, look, prophecy is a muscle. Mm. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's using that discernment to hear the voice of the Lord and, and, and see it again through the Lord's heart and not, mm. not respond to it in my flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was definitely a fleshy. Should give an example. Our listeners, yeah. So, well, I guess you gave the one about the knives. Yeah, but well, and that's a, it's a David, great you got one. Um, I think one of the best ones I've seen is if you have a vision of someone caught in specifically a pornography yeah. struggle, mm-hmm. or in a, not straight up being like 
stop watching pornography. God sees you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, it's, 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 you frame it where I think the phrase that Krista's a Bethel instructor, Papa Steve used to say was you call out the gold yeah. in somebody mm-hmm. like you, you're challenging someone to what they already are because we all know through our experience, like repentance isn't get on my knees and fall and scream. It can be and cry and all that, but it's like Todd White's definition of repentance is what's wrong with me is that I'm right with him. Mm. Right. So like the things that don't in me that don't align with him are the things that I'm repenting. Yeah. But my base state is like, I'm good with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. once you get saved, obviously. Yeah. But if you're dealing with someone who's a believer and you find, you know, you, you get a word from the Lord that there's adultery or something like that, not saying all those painful things yeah. or damaging things, but being like, you can reframe that in such a way where you can say it without saying it while also like calling out the redeeming qualities of that person. Right. It's like when you're asking someone to share a testimony in a public space, there's that kind of necessary disclaimer. Like, look, the emphasis is not on the sin. Like Mm -hmm. we don't care about, you know, how many evenings a week that you were shot up, you know, that, that, that is what the Lord redeemed you from. And the Mm -hmm. emphasis in, in sharing your testimony is on the power of Jesus to bring you out of those things. On the flip side of this, I feel like the younger generation, there's like a, maybe it's because they're not mature in this and God's grace is just on it. But I know like some younger prophetic people that are not super mature in the Lord yet, but like really hear from him. Like (laughs) I have one friend in mind that we were at a skate park and he straight read this dude's mail and just like called him out on it mm. in the skate park, specifically about pornography. Really? And what mm. he was watching, it was very like specific, very specific. And he called it out, and the dude was like kind of blown away. Like he didn't give his life to Jesus on the spot. Right. And I could see like room for like, okay, there's a, and actually that was a teaching moment. We in the car afterwards, I got the speak to him into him about that but yeah i mean we're not shying away from those things right jesus prophetic did, words jesus didn't um, either. but yeah and that but the emphasis again is on like who god is in light of our sin correct yeah you know, it is the it's, redemptive qualities of god and the reality is is there are some key words you know when i have a, a a vision or a word of knowledge for somebody you know there's a redemptive quality about it that is the emphasis yes yeah. you know That's and it's good. like and it's it's like what's the, just po- the smallest what's the point detail of this? to just let the Lord know, look, this isn't coming from my personal judgment. Like right. the Lord saw you in that situation. And a, an example that I can think of is probably um, the first time I ever had like a very read your mail specific word. It was probably seven years ago. <clears throat> and I was called out of uh, kids ministry specifically to pray for this woman by the pastor. And, uh, and the Lord, as soon as I walked up to her, hey, what's your name? You know, we'd, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, the Lord had given me this vision and told me in the vision how old she was and then shared me shared with me some of the abuse that she had gone through. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to her about, you know, I... I, I saw had this vision of you um, where you felt like the lowest point of your life, the Lord had rejected you and he wasn't with you. 
and you were 12 years old. And as mm. soon as I said you were 12 years old, mm. she just lost it. Wow. And it was like, you know, there's obviously no way that I could have known it. I'd never met the woman before in my life. And there was a lot more that the Lord had shown me about the pain, but it was like that nugget that was plucked out. That was a specific that the Lord had shared with me yeah. just to let her know that he knew what her kind of pain and the masks wow. that she was wearing at the time, Dang. like where it came from. That's and she so walked cool. through this, this, this period. Had you of had much discipleship at that point in the prophetic or like, how, what was your process like learning? Yeah. So I had been baptized in the Holy spirit, um, soon after attending Lee university in Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, it was, a, a, I, I grew up in a church of God denomination that was uh, affiliated with uh, Anderson, Ohio, Church mm -hmm. of God, uh, which is um, closer to a, a Nazarene or a Baptist denomination, uh, especially as compared to the Cleveland, Tennessee, Pentecostal, charismatic church. And so I got to college and I had never heard about the gifts of the Holy Spirit before. I had never seen someone speak in tongues. I had never seen somebody physically get healed, you know, in a manifestation from heaven. Mm -hmm. And we had a friend who Amanda played rugby with my wife had played rugby with in college and she had kept inviting Amanda to go to this church with him. And we were hungry to get involved with, you know, peers, our own age who are attending church. It's a private Christian university. So you had chapel on a weekly basis, but we wanted to do something on the weekends. And she went to this Wednesday night prayer meeting and we had an, a, not an appointment. Amanda and I were going to hang out at like six o'clock after I got done with rugby practice. And I remember she was about 45 minutes late and I was calling her, you know, no answer. Okay. So I went back to my dorm. Hmm. Well, uh, about half an hour later, Amanda calls me and she says, Hey, meet me, you know, in the park where we were going to meet. And as soon as she stepped out of the car, I knew there was something different. Hmm. Like there was just a, a boldness about her, a, uh, a glow about the way she carried herself. And it was like, at that moment, I was like, something's different. <laughs> well, she walked up and she's, in the midst of tears, like you will not believe what just happened. And she kind of walked through her testimony of she had been baptized in the Holy spirit with <laughs> evidence of speaking in tongues. And so immediately it was like, we're going to dig into scripture, but whatever that is, whatever's on you, I want it. Mm. And so we went back to that same church on Sunday morning and at a Sunday evening service, we went back in the evening. Um, I had asked for somebody to pray, pray with me. And I, that was it for me. I mean, yeah. and so really from that moment, um, the pastors there, how long ago was were that? phenomenal? That was in, uh, let's see, I started Lee, Lee in 2011. So it was f fall of 2011, spring of 2012, somewhere in there. So 10, 11 years ago. Nice. Um, but yeah, to answer your question in terms of discipleship, we had fantastic leaders that we, you know, we attended that church for the next five years while we were in, in Tennessee. And, uh, really for us, coming back to Ohio was a challenge because we didn't, we didn't come under leadership here that, that was operating in the same giftings, you know? And so we we felt like mm -hmm. we were stepping into this boldness and, you know, learning what it really means for us to be uh, thermostats. You know, that's, that's a big key yeah. word that I've learned in my yeah. life. Like, you know, we're not thermometers. We're not measuring the temperature of the room. Like if, if we're carrying this anointing, we're carrying this gift inside of us, we are setting the temperature for the room we walk right. into a hundred percent. And so it was a challenge for us. And it was like, immediately I started asking the Lord for friends and David came along and <laughs> Uh, was it, and we started running together. Yeah. Do you think it was easy for you to kind of 
just developed that. I feel like some of it is just kind of common sense. It was a lot of failure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, um, before, before stepping into really any operating in the prophetic, like immediately I was just enamored by, uh, people who physical manifestations of healing. Yeah. And so there was a, there was a Wednesday night service that there was a teaching on it. And I, my, the Lord just set my heart on fire for it. Like somebody got a physical manifestation spontaneously during the service. And that next day I woke up, spent some time in the word and I just out loud was like, Lord, like, I want this in my life. Like, mm. I, I want to see um, people set free from these physical bondages and these ailments through me. And That's I was good. like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And Sounds so like it was very love motivated. Absolutely. Yeah. And so every day for the next six months, I, I committed to pray for two people a day. So whether we were in Walmart, whether we were in uh, the mall, whether I was on campus, like just two people. Like that was my, like kind of started out, you know, um, and a whopping zero people got healed in that <laughs> six month process. Yeah. And I remember walking to, walking to campus that next semester and I was so discouraged. Like I was like, Lord, I, for six months I've been praying for people. Like I've not seen it. Like, you know, we'd have these awesome encounters where corporately we'd experience it in a church service. And, you know, I'd see other people pray for healing. And it would happen. And, um, and I was walking to the School of Religion building at Lee, and I just remember, I mean, I could tell you what the what the clouds looked like, you mm. know, just everything. And I just had this moment where I got my backpack on, and I just threw my hands to the side, and I was like, <laughs> why? Like, wh what is going on? Like, Lord, I know this is from you. Like, I'm having these awesome other mm. encounters. Yeah. Like, I hear you speaking to me in other ways, but like, this is something that you've put a burden in me for. Like, I don't, I, I haven't manufactured this. Yeah. And the Lord very verbally in my ear shook me to my core and said, I had to get you out of the way Ooh, so that I good. would be the one to get the glory. Sheesh. And in that process, I looked back like in that moment and I saw all these moments where I was being humbled by the Lord mm. and being refined. And as you know, I, wow. I take 30 more steps and see this guy get out of this, uh, campus, um, golf cart on a, on a set of crutches. And so I'm by myself and I walk up to this guy and I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I feel like the Lord just sent you like for me to pray for, uh, can I pray for you? And the dude had a full immobilizer brace on his knee and, uh, he had torn something. I think he was a, a soccer player at Lee. And so I got on my hands and knees and just, you know, just loved on him and, and prayed for him and just in Jesus name commanded it to go, uh, for his ailment, for the spirit of infirmity to go. And the dude starts freaking out. He's like, my knee's getting hot. Mm. I'm like, come on, let's just walk in faith. And he took the immobilizer off and he left his, he left his crutches <laughs> in the golf cart <laughs> and was completely healed. That's crazy. And so, you know, not everybody that I've prayed for since has gotten a manifestation of healing immediately, but it was like from that moment there was some, some kind of activation. You wow. know, it, it, Look it at last from, Saturday. Yeah. Last Share Saturday that. was nuts. Share that story. Nuts. So we had a, uh, a, a, a time of ministry, a revival room service last Saturday. And, uh, my sister Krista was, was preaching and, uh, led the group in this corporate time of repentance. Um, and it was, it was on point for the room. Yeah. I mean, there were, I don't know, 140 people there. That whole night was so, it, so I, I mean, I wasn't there for this part, but just, 
I, everything I'm hearing is just sounds like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just for context, Vinny showed up and he's sweating and he's not feeling good. Yeah. And uh, so Vinny left soon after worship, but even worship itself. So I, I stepped into drum on Saturday nights. Not, not something that I've done for, for years. And I couldn't hear anything in my in ears but the bass. <laughs> and so I'm going off of David for, for everything. I couldn't hear Vinny singing. Um, but all I do is from outside of the drum cage, I'm just looking out, I'm playing, and I just see just utter kingdom glory yeah. just hit the place <laughs> and just people on. on the ground weeping and you know and and for me it was like I, I was committed to worship mm-hmm. you know and even in the pre playing uh, you know us going up on stage and playing um, in our prayer time if you guys remember yeah. like I had this unction from Holy Spirit and I stopped our prayer and I said what I said, I feel like the Lord wants to spontaneously heal people yeah. tonight. Dang, dude, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And so Krista preaches, Finney leaves. Um, and uh, well, I guess soon after our worship set, you had left. Yeah. And uh, Krista preaches, yeah. awesome time in the Lord. And so David and I had kind of been creeping our way up to the front to start praying for people. David jumping on the keys. Uh, Krista's sharing from Revelations 12, 11 that says that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And no sa- sooner had a, a testimony that followed that come off of her lips when some guy raised his hand yeah. and is like, <laughs> the Lord just healed me. <laughs> like nobody laid their hands on him. You know, he just got spontaneously healed in that mm-hmm. atmosphere. Dang. And uh, so Chris had kind of given me the mic like, oh, wow. and I stepped like, oh, into wow. sharing really what comes down to authority. You know, us as believers, we are are chosen by God. We step into sonship and are are and are given an, an inheritance of healing and the ministry of reconciliation. And so what that means is like we're not timidly going before as a pauper before a king, yeah. saying, like, if you find it in yourself, God, would you in your just and kindness, would you make this infirmity leave? Right. Mm. You know, we, we walk boldly before the throne of grace and we talk right. to a father who loves us, who desires good gifts for us and, right. and on behalf of his children and just sharing a little bit really about authority. And I'm like, and before I came up here, the Lord had shared a word of knowledge with me uh, about somebody who has a C4 uh, vertebrae yeah. issue and someone with uh, right knee pain. And this guy in the very front row, he's, he's like, waves me down and uh you know i still have the mic in my hand at this point and he's like did you just say c4 and right knee and him and his Mm. wife are sitting there freaking out and he's like i have c3 and c4 vertebrae fused together with metal and severe right leg pain and the lord immediately shared with me that he was a grandfather and that it was prohibiting him from spending time the way he wanted to with his grandkids (laughs) so we prayed for him and for the first time in like 12 years this guy turns his head over his right shoulder over his left shoulder brings his right knee up over and kind of sits yeah yeah okay my throat be healed in jesus name yeah, we just command restoration 100% <laughs> on earth it is in, as it is in heaven. You're like feeling something in your tongue right now. Yeah. Yeah. 100% Lean on earth it. as it is in Lean heaven. Into that mm. thing. Yeah. Spirit of infirmity, we curse you and command you to go. In yeah. Jesus' Dude, name. my throat gets healed right now. I'm about to be so hyped. <laughs> You've got some like upper back stuff going on too. Some like shoulder tension. Uh, we just command that to go right now in mm. Jesus' yes. name. Hmm. Yeah, 100% on earth as it is in heaven. 
We're just going to let Vinny soak in that for a second. Um, but so this guy freaks out and his, him and his wife start crying. And, you know, we're, I'm just sitting there just watching the Lord all over this guy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the, the metal had dissolved from his back. His wife's like, there's no physical way possible for that metal that's in his back for him to move his head like yeah. that and gets and down leg. and just squats down on the ground. Mm. And it just, it just erupted. You know, Krista taught more on the gift of prophecy. And there were a few, there's probably six or seven other people who experienced physical manifestations of healing in that sense. Yeah, it was, it was she was, and then she led him in some activation stuff. Uh, yeah. How's your throat? Um, Healed. Oh, let me take a drink of water. Healed. It's healed. It feels better. It's not 100%. Okay. It's going to get there. And, and that's one but of those my things. my faith, as you're telling this story, dude, my faith began to rise, mm-hmm. bro. Mm. Yeah. And maybe that is tied into the power of testimony. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Absolutely. it has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think mean, that's with many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, sometimes, I mean, right, Satan's primary tool to get us to lose sight of our mission and our co-mission is to shut us off from the people around us who are, who are willing and mm. able to speak into our lives. Yeah. And what that is, is them sharing the testimony, reminding us, setting that Woo! stone of remembrance in front of ourselves Dude, that is and good, having the right man. people in your life is, yeah. is literally wow. one of the most important things in our walk. That is and Satan huge. will try to separate you with offense, with fear of rejection, with a fear of failure. Yep. And those those three things alone, you know, will shut us off from from the most powerful right. encounters we'll have with God simply because we take our eyes off of him. It's the root of doubt. Yeah. The root of doubt is isolation. Yeah. Like I love what that's that person's doing. And then we doubt like whether or not we could yeah. operate in the Lord that way. And then it turns into bitterness mm. and that bitterness Dang, separates yeah. us from from those relationships which breeds more doubt in god yeah that's what i've to, yeah. on what he just said the importance <laughs> good, the importance of those relationships are that they i mean they're important because we're com- one commanded to have them but the other part of it is it's a check for doubts right because like left to our i always speak for myself left to my own devices mm. i will doubt like my my bent alone and it's yeah. crazy because Lincoln. in the natural Dude, this when, when you have me. friends around you to remind you like bro we just saw dis- metal dissolve in somebody's right. body right like the lord grew your arm out two inches what right. are you doubting for like Dude, that's like, good. like rub your arm like, Dude, <laughs> i was talking to one of my homies about this recently and he's kind of a little skeptical on healings and stuff at least like healings all the time he was like man like how much is it like ac- people actually getting healed and he, he looked at me and he was like, how much of it is placebo? Mm. And mm. I was sitting there and I was like, wait a minute, what is placebo? It's like belief. It's belief. It's, it's, yeah, faith, it's faith, dude. Placebo is faith. <laughs> what the heck? Bro? Placebo is like un, unrecognized faith. And, I, and, and that goes back to the creating a space. You know, you, you frame out this this prayer for someone else like a stranger and look if you don't get healed it's it's okay god loves you but we're believing that the lord wants to bring complete restoration to your body yeah and you know whether there are demons tied to it whether there are um trauma tied to it the lord that the lord wants to bring them through Mm. physical uh you know mental and emotional healings first you know that i've i've encountered people who you know we've prayed and prayed and prayed for physical breakthrough yeah and the lord brought emotional breakthrough first and then they got physically healed Mm. and so you know the question on the the placebo effect you know 
it really comes down to, uh, you know, being mature and, and, and how we present this. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, just because you didn't get healed doesn't mean the Lord thinks anything less of you. Yeah. That's so like, too. and you know, Krista shared a testimony on Saturday about, you know, her standing, uh, you know, one of the first times she was physically yeah. healed, um, without somebody praying for, her. she was listening to an AA Allen video mm-hmm. and, you know, he's prophesying and, claiming that you know through the airwaves Mm -hmm. and through through the dimension of time that you know that that the holy spirit so has power i love that test and uh you know and and her two friends didn't get healed but it was radical and and setting her up for the next Mm -hmm. season of her life it did it really did i think like when her mom was passing there was a lot of like why is god not healing her you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and we had to go through a period of acceptance, but I also had to go through um, a lot of reality about the nature of her emotional life and the nature of her physical life and the nature of their family in general. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. And I think the healing, it didn't physically come, but it brought other types of healing with it. Like, you know, she was not delivered from cancer. It, she just wasn't. Bro, I think one of the the stories that I struggle with most in my flesh is is in the book of Job. Mm. You know, when the Lord is talking about after Job's covering is placed back on him, essentially, you know, his his houses are replaced, his livestock is doubled, right. his his family expands. You know, I'm like, but you still lost like eight kids. Yeah, yeah like dude. those are people. Yeah, and it's like from this place of selfishness, right? That that's asked. Like the Lord's plans are better than ours. His, right. They're mm. bigger than ours. They're, wow. you know, they're more far reaching than mm. ours could ever hope to be. Yeah. And, you know, and Paul said it like to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. And, you know, that's the perspective of heaven. And we all go, we all have an appointed time. That's right. And, you know, us helping people into their, the vision of what that appointed time looks like for them, mm-hmm. you know, is obviously being ready right? Like who are we and what are we doing with the time that we've been given now? Yeah. Um, you know, but it's also accepting the fact that we can't change everything. Yeah, There's a, a sovereignty of, of God mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not, we're not bending the will of God. It is the will of God that all men would come unto him in right. repentance. Right. You know, it is the desire of God from the point of creation mm-hmm. that, that we would walk in wholeness and freedom yeah. and no true, worth and value mm. and it's our decisions that have brought upon yeah. the air mm. Mm. yeah and it's just you know living in the dichotomy of that place and and realizing that god's still doing it like he still wants to move through me that's right like regardless of what my outlook is and mm. and when you sh- when you shift your focus on that story of job mm. and you really like take it at a at a deeper level mm-hmm. and you move beyond some of your like selfish fears really mm-hmm. you say God, like yeah you, you did something powerful there <laughs> you're you're still mourning that loss right you know um there there is still the reality of mourning yeah. right now for sure until that glorious day yeah i mean grief is real you know that's i think one of the sins of the church is that we try to gloss over and for lack of a better term, church up things like that, like what we're talking about now, like grief and loss and not being healed and things like that. Yeah. Um, and some of the most powerful testimonies and stories that I've ever heard have come through grief. Yeah. 
you know, who, who the Lord shaped you into as you pressed into him in the Mm. midst of grief. Mm. And some of the the most horrible stories I've heard are examples of people who've run away. I mean, all of us sitting in this room, Mm. know people who in the face of grief, you know, ran the opposite direction, looked for comfort in the world and got consumed. Yeah. Well, it's because they were fed the wrong theology. A lot of those people, I mean, the people that I know personally, it was because they were, they were fed a theology that didn't allow for grief or suffering. And it put, it put the lack of the miracle on the person. Yeah. When you're 12, 14, 15 years old and you know, God is this genie. And then you come to realize that man, he's so much bigger than that. He's Mm -hmm. so much deeper than that. And he desires to connect with me emotionally, like whether it's for good or for bad or in the middle of my stress or in the middle Mm -hmm. of my anxiety, like how am I, how am I walking with the Lord? It's true. It's very true. Yeah. And those are the people that I've, that's what I've seen as it's just a bad, not a bad view, but a wrong view of the situation and of God and his character. And it's, it's our flesh. Right. Yeah. Flesh and, and, and you don't just see that in just kids. I mean, no, you're seeing it in adults. That's what I mean. That's probably the main reason people don't follow God. (laughs) Yeah. Just the the bad view. Yeah. Yeah. If a good God was all powerful, why is there evil in the world? Right. Yeah. And that's a big question to answer. And it's like so many people struggle with that. Vinny's looking at us like, don't get into that. We don't have time for this podcast. (laughs) That's a different subject. That's a separate time. (laughs) Dave and Chris Theology podcast. I know. Yeah, I'm not going to dig deep into that. That was like how David and I originally connected. Talking about theology. Yeah. I mean, just going through the reformers. I love that. You know, just kind of spit spit firing back and forth Mm -hmm. on on Spurgeon and Lewis. And yeah. yeah, I mean, just. Yeah. It was. That's grew, cool. Grew in some intimacy as friends. I love that about you guys. Yeah. What, the theological mind? Yeah. Is? Yeah, I learned a lot from you guys. Somebody's got to be the adult in the room. <laughs> <laughs> in our meetings sometimes. And somebody's got to be childlike. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. It's a cool balance. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool balance. And I think it's probably what makes our group of friends so attractive, but also so unique is that everybody's typically in their little bubbles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like certain personality types. And I think as we grow in relationship together, you know, the Lord takes out those wounds. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, one of the words that, um, there was one of our, our friends who came up to me on Saturday night and she was like, Chris, just read my mail. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I mean, I don't know if that's how it works, but you know, I'll ask the Lord, you know, to share his heart with you. And, you know, five minutes later, um, you know, the Lord had brought a lot of restoration to, um, to things. And even if they were just affirmations of, of things that she was doubting, Mm -hmm. you know, just to know that their community around her, you know, just to speak life into her, you know, if, if that was all it was, um, but it wasn't, I mean, there was very specific like Mm -hmm. things again that I would have never known, you know, just mail that dropped into my lap to Mm -hmm. share the Lord's heart with her. You know, and for those of you listening, when, when you're reading somebody's mail, you know, it's a, it's a word of knowledge, something that the Lord shares with you, um, you know, as a, as a, as a bit of privileged information that we otherwise couldn't physically know ourselves. And I think a big point of what we've been talking about is asking the Lord what his heart is for that person when you get those words. And I, I can think of a time where I was, um, I think I've shared this on the podcast before 
but I got, it was like really early when I started walking in words and knowledge and stuff. And I was getting them so accurately, but I had no idea what to do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was a day where I went through Aldi, uh, which is a grocery store here. And I was just praying for people left and right. And uh, I was with my homie Aaron and there's this guy, I was like, dude, I don't know why I'm getting all these words of knowledge right. And there's this dude like, probably 30 yards away walking toward us and i was like hey and the dude looked up at me and i was like i was like looked at aaron i was like watch i was like are you a baseball coach and the dude was like yeah (laughs) 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 and he shrugged his shoulders and i had no idea what to do after that yeah like i was like uh cool yeah (laughs) baseball (laughs) yeah that's all here all week yeah so you know being discipled in that and learning to Mm. to be able to ask the lord what his heart is for people and call out the gold and and people and yeah it's really important yeah because and that prophetic gift in the wrong hands, the gifts come without repentance. And I see it one of two ways play out because I'll say something that's unpopular with a lot of the Pentecostals, but familiar spirits can read your mail too. So mm. you can operate in a false prophetic. It's yeah. a very real thing. It's, I mean, there's soothsayers, there's oracles, there's fortune tellers it does exist. And people do get accurate words of knowledge. But the other side of that is that the gifts are without repentance. So that idea that you can be immature in every other area and be super operative in a gift is kind of like, that's the space we're talking about navigating. And that's yes. what gets people in trouble, right? I yes. mean, they're standing on a platform that was built by their gift, not integrity. Yep. That's mm-hmm. good, man. Yeah. And you know, and those are, those are the things that the wrong people in your, in your crowd yep. will, you know, continue to help you foster mm-hmm. uh, for good or bad. Right. Like, right. Like, my my friend group in college specifically and david knows like my love language is is constructive criticism <laughs> like if you love me you'll criticize you'll, yeah, me not be not to be mean but, no, but yeah. you know it's like you you care about me enough to know that my priorities are for me to walk out a life of integrity mm. and if there are things that i'm not doing that that i've shared with you that you know align that don't align with my values like call those things out yeah that's good. Tell me, tell me I'm whack, bro. Right. That's <laughs> whack, but no, but I love that dude. That That's idea so good. is we'll get closer as you start calling me on my so stuff. rare. <laughs> that quality is super now I rare know. in people. Now I know. Because most people are just like, I don't want to hear it. You know, most people don't want to hear it. They just want to hear like you're, everything's awesome, yeah. bro. Everything you're doing is amazing. It's wonderful. Everything's awesome. And you're cool and everybody's cool and everybody's happy with you. But it's hard for me to call out stuff in people because i see so much good stuff in yeah. people man that's like i love that about you just very sincerely yeah, i, I love how you see people you know the 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 guys that you bring up here you know just who you, who you befriend you know mm-hmm. in just very genuine ways you know and you can tell that the the other people who are in your life feel like david and i feel which yeah. is like man, that dude gave me a chance. 
Hmm. You know, he, he listens when I, when I talk, like he cares about my heart and he cares legitimately about what's best for, for me as a person. Like hmm. you can see that and hear that in your heart hmm. when you talk to people. And I love sure. watching you minister, you know, too, cause it, it comes across like, like I'm not here for me, you know, when you're up there on the keys and you're worshiping, it's like, I'm not here to just tickle your ears. Hmm. Like I want the Lord to do something, hmm. something deep in you. Yeah. And that's the difference. David and I talked about it on uh, Saturday night the difference between um, like what songs about the Lord are and what genuine worship is, mm. you know, it's, it's us being undignified before the Lord and expressing ourselves in whatever way. Yeah. And that can happen in a Baptist church, a Catholic church, uh, a Pentecostal church and, and the same amount of freedom. And it doesn't have to look, I don't know what our, our, our full scope of our audience is in this might get some people all riled up, but it doesn't have to look the same way yeah, in every right. church. They'll be yeah. Right. yeah. I don't care if they hear it or not. Probably need to hear it. Bless you. Maybe cry, dude. It. <laughs> it's needed, man. I mean Love you, Vinny. Love you too, bro. Yeah, what you carry and and what you foster is so necessary. And unique. Dude, it's so necessary. Like it is a sorely needed area in the body mm. very much like this idea of like unrestrained unfiltered worship that is just worshiping of the lord it's not about a performance it's not about a show it's not about you know making every congregant happy because they can read the lyrics on the screen and sing them back it's like you lead people into this genuine encounter for good bad or indifferent mm. into the lord and most of the times uncomfortable yes yeah you know like the first time i ever sat under your worship um and was led into the throne room by you you know ministering on a keyboard and with song it was like mm-hmm. this is kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> like this and it, and it was just like my flesh being like yeah man that that uh that'll take you places <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah. Dude. and it was awesome but the the reverse of this for me if we've got time yeah um the reverse of this yeah, for if me. If you guys want to keep talking about me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to it. But the reverse of it for me was um, I had a friend in college and it was, um, he was a roommate of mine, actually played rugby together. Mm. And I was in the middle of my first 21 day water fast. Mm. And, you know, our, our preachers had what? You know, told us to be. Um, Is that possible? Yeah, it was, it was possible. <laughs> yeah. About 15 days into it. Um, I started really having some radical encounters with the Lord. Wow. And, uh, there's a, there's a passage in the old Testament where Saul, King Saul is talking about how like he, he meditated on the Lord restlessly through the night where his Mm. body was sleeping, uh, but his spirit was awake crying out to God. Mm. And I like was in the middle of reading through that. And, uh, and I was hungry for just the Lord to speak to speak to me and i went to sleep that night and it was like my spirit woke up in the middle of the Mm. night and my roommate we shared a a room about the size of this attic space and i like in the spirit looked over at him and i saw him him like a piggy bank Mm. and it was like these coins that each had these uh words written on it and it was lust and selfishness and Mm. greed and self-seeking and i woke up that next morning and it was like vivid like that was not a dream like i was i could feel my physical body but i was not i was not awake 
And the Lord had shared with me that morning in a time of meditation that those were his investments. Mm. Like that was how he was investing into the, the quote unquote savings account. Mm. And, um, and Dang. he was, he was a worship leader, you know, coming out of youth. And, uh, as soon as he got to college, he was so desiring the affection and praise of people yeah. that he changed the way that he deposited into himself and the way he was invest mm. investing in himself. Wow. And I had prayed over him and, and he just went off the deep end. He was, uh, uh, within a year, uh, a pronounced atheist and, you know, ended up getting a divorce and, Man. you know, just this journey that you could just see him going down yeah. and, you know, and I prayerfully tried to step in and, yeah. you know, speaking to him, um, you know, at kind of that, that height of it, like mm. where the Lord had shared some warning, um, you know, through me with him. Right. Yeah. And it was like, that's Just cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and it's, it's a deconstruction. Uh, and it was like a, it's a deep one for me. Cause mm. I'm like, man, as a minister, like there are going to be people and have been, you know, maybe for all of us where like our ministry isn't quote unquote successful. Yeah. Like it doesn't end with somebody in a puddle, you know, at, at their <laughs> own feet, like before the Lord, like where they are like mm. seeds that spring up quickly and Satan snatches them away yeah. or where the vine, you know, the, the vine tries to grow up and, and choke out mm. the, the good seed from the Lord, you know, yeah. the weeds do. And, uh, Matthew yeah. 13. So. Yeah. So thank you for being a good investment for so many people, Benny. Yeah, bro. And good guys. deposit, good deposit really wisdom and encouragement. Really, I'm encouraged from you guys saying that over me. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. We love you. Love you guys too. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say the the love truth. I'm not going to, you know. That's not speaking that gold into me, That's dude. Right. That's right. <laughs> Own it out. Yeah. It out. Dang. You haven't found it yet. Dig a little deeper. Pra practicing what y'all preach, man. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not to say for everybody listening this is not to say that we get it right all the time no gosh God, no. i i own a construction company and there are days where i have i mean i fired two guys today and <laughs> 20 minutes later i had a deeper conversation with them and hired them back and it's like, <laughs> like, I, like look it, it cost me physical money to have you not show up to work. Yeah. Like, you know, you've been, you know, this, this guy who I love his heart and you can see that the Lord just wants to get all over him. Mm. And I'm trying to make these investments in him. And I'm like, you've been working for me for six weeks and you've missed five days. Mm. Like you've been late 12 of them. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I love you, but I got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. And you know, mm. and, but we, by the end of that conversation, I had prayed with him and had, you know, a redemptive, um, you know, conversation with him and he's going to show up at work by God come hell or high water at seven 30. If I've got to go pick him up right. myself tomorrow, but there are times <laughs> where it's like the stress of the day kind of yeah. just builds and, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, just the physical stuff we've got to, to deal with and living out life as a, it, it's for people who are in full-time ministry. I'm, I'm a full-time minister, yeah. but my job title is not full-time minister. Yeah, same. And that is a calling for me and what I do and what I'm passionate about outside of talking about Jesus with some of my best friends mm. is construction. Yeah. Mm. I, mm -hmm. Jesus was a carpenter, bro. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Dude. Amen to that. Paul was a tent maker, bro. <laughs> right. I get, I feel it. I mean, yeah, they're not perfect. Not perfect. None of us are perfect. I mean, I mean I, like there'll be times where I, 
<laughs> I like literally got in a fight with my teenage son this morning, and it was a bad fight. Like, I yelled at my kids today too. Smart, I like a little mouth on him, and I got lost it. You know why I didn't yell at my kids? Because mm. I haven't seen him. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be real, real. Right. I I was up and out of the house. Yeah. Had stuff to do. Out of the house at six thirty, and you know it's just just my life. You yeah, I have out? the I got the privilege of being able to take. Take him to school in the mornings. Yeah. Which is a privilege, but this morning it just, something happened. I mean, for me, like there'll be times where the Lord lays somebody on my heart and I'm in the middle of one of those bad days. And yesterday was one of those days where I was like on my way into a building office to get a permit and I was just grumpy. Mm -hmm. And this guy walks out with this full neck brace and I was like... (laughs) The Lord would do it, but I'm I'm, I'm a jerk. I've <laughs> yeah. been there so many times, yeah. bro. And it's so you know, and I missed it, and I felt bad. And then I went to Menards, you know, a, a local. Uh, I guess they're not just local, but uh, a uh, a big box um, retailer stuff. for hardware stuff, and um, got to pray with a girl in the cabinet section, right. you know, and just like you know, I wasn't, and and Satan would have tried to shave me from from that experience earlier that morning and it was a uh, lord my heart wasn't in the right place yeah would you give me another opportunity to share about your kingdom it's mm. good that's good. good that's good and he gives us lots of opportunities and a lot of with, people out there with our kids too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i can't tell you how i've apologized to my kids more than probably anybody mm. same <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, apologize to my son more than anybody. I apologize to anybody else. In existence. I mean, and whether you know it or not, that is that is setting the culture of your home. Mm-hmm. That is setting the temperature of their lives. Yeah. Like, I, I saw my daddy do it. Yeah. I have, I have no problem walking in humility. That's my prayer for him. Is that all the years of me being willing to humble myself and come to him and ask him to forgive me when I failed as a father. I mean, how many people's testimony do you know that starts with... Like I never wanted to be this way, you know, the, the way I perceived it from my parents or the yeah. way I perceived it. And the reality is, is the difference between a repentant and an unrepentant father or mother is, you know, they're not, they're not seeing it as like, this is the true version of my dad, who he was, who he couldn't escape being. Yeah. yeah. It is that this is the growth that my dad right. has experienced. Yeah. You know, good, this man. is the growth that my parents have experienced That's and really just good. being able to live that testimony before the Lord. Yeah. Uh, that testimony before your kids. It's powerful. It's awesome. It's powerful. It's good, good stuff. stuff. It's good stuff. You guys said it at the same time. That's weird. Yeah, me a soda. <laughs> Gosh. And they're just so dang funny. Like, um, my, my wife, kids, kids, my, yeah. So my wife homeschools our kids. We've got four kids. Ezekiel is nine, going to be 10 this year. Oliver, who's six about to turn seven here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Charlie, who's three and Raylan, who's uh, one and uh, my wife homeschools them. And so throughout the days they're, they're in this, uh, this lesson plan on the human body right now. And so they're talking about the um, different systems of the body, you know, the nervous system and the, um, all of the different systems. Right. And so my wife texts me the other day, I'm at work and I just start busting out laughing in the middle of the truck. And, uh, one of the guys was like, 
what's so funny? And I show him the text and Amanda had sent me a text and she said, uh, the boys just ask if babies come out of my butthole. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, good luck. Good luck getting your way out of that one. You know, <laughs> right. we, we have age appropriate sex conversations with our kids and, right. you know, and, and, you know, we, we grew up hearing that like eight is too late. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I started with my boys at about six years old, uh, when they're six, my kids get a new set of hunting clothes, you know? And so Charlie, when she turns six, she'll get some, some hunting gear It'll be awesome. and we go on a daddy child trip. That's cool. And so, you know, Zeke went on his first a few years ago and, you know, there was just intentional time. It's a six hour drive to the property we hunt in Tennessee. Mm. And, you know, we spend it talking about man things mm. and, uh, you know, and it, it'll look different with my daughters. Yes, it will. Um, and, you know, it, but I don't believe that that is my wife's responsibility no. solely, just yeah. as the man totally conversation right. and holding my kids accountable to the kind of men that they're becoming. It's not just my job. Right. It is very important that I fulfill it my is, yeah. aspect and role yeah. as a father and as a man. We have to give them the lens to see that through before the world mm-hmm. has its mm. opportunity to. Yeah. And you see it younger and younger now where the world is influencing generations and giving them a lens to see sex the way the world sees it. Mm. And so it's crazy, but yeah, we have, yeah. And you address them and you know, it's not a, it's not a big deal in conversation. It's not something we whisper about, you know, it's like, look, this is, this is is a normal part of living in a fallen world. And, um, you know, I've got, a relative who um, kind of talks about all the time, like he'll just make these comments, like it's getting worse. It's getting worse. I know. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> it, it might be getting more exposed and more out in the open. But I mean, it was Lot's father-in-law who had, or who had offered his, his daughter yeah. uh, instead of the angel to be raped. Wow. By yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. and, and that was just a culture and an environment where, you know, they had public sex tables out in the middle of the right. public square. Right. Where it was like, that's where you pay for a prostitute. Yeah. Like, but it's so much worse now. Come on. Hmm. And, Come on. And it's like, no, That's it's been, point. it's yeah. been bad. It's been brought out into the mainstream and it's offending our, our, our Western eyes. Yeah. Um, in the Western culture and the Western culture. Definitely yeah. And changed, you know, yeah. and, and how do Pretty we good. respond? Like, what do we, again, back to the investments, like what do we choose to make financial investments in? You know, right. are we supporting the, the message? And, right. You know, those are important, not just political conversations, but last time I checked the ecclesia, you know, the word ecclesia in the Greek, it, it actually has not just a physical church representation as we understand it. It is a, you are involved in the public square yeah. representation. It's like a governing body yeah. of people. It's a different You are culture. responsible as the ecclesia yes. for your community and being involved in the public square. Yes. For sure, there's nowhere in the Bible that I've ever found where they've said be passive, isolate and be passive yeah. from the community around you. Like I get the idea, people will. T- it's just taking the be of the in the world but not of it to an extreme, and because it's comfortable, that's the problem. It's just comfortable. People want to be comfortable. Our best ministry opportunities are are out there. Yeah, they're not in the church. Let's just get that. Yeah. Let's just put that square on the table and leave that. Like for I'm sorry that you were offended by the halftime show. But nobody ever represented it like it was a, a gospel throwdown. Right. Like, <laughs> like, what did you expect? Right. Like, you listened to somebody who made a, a living off of talking about shooting cops and... Yeah, dude, right? Yeah. Know, and, and gang bangs. Dude. And, 
like you expected them to tone down who they because are. Because it was the halftime like, show. There might be Christians. Just because you toned down yourself as a, oh, we're not going down there, around the world. Dude, but <laughs> look, you're, you're saying it right. Look, be on fire. Right. Yeah, you're saying it right. I mean, that's the whole point of what we do here. It's the like whole point of the table. This ain't a gas furnace. We're not. We're not adjusting the temperature of our Dude, of our life with the Lord. On. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. The whole point of this, what we are doing with these podcasts, what we're doing with all this stuff, is to be like in the world, right? Like in a way that makes sense to the world. Because, like, the, it, if everybody listens to this and they just hold on to it, right? or they don't take anything from it. I think the biggest thing of the mission of the idea of like what we're doing on the table is like, we can have conversations Mm -hmm. that are real, that are like God oriented, but it's out there. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we're reaching for. Like I don't, we don't need another, I don't, I I don't want another fan. Yeah. Like in the body, you know what I mean? People, how normal of three guys (laughs) that we are. Right. And the background that we walked in when we weren't walking with the Lord. Right. I mean, I, I'm, uh, encounter people, um, semi-regularly who I went to high school with and they're like, you're not the same person. Right. I'm like, yeah, that guy's dead. The dude's been dead. He was a douche. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) like, like nobody liked that guy. Like I didn't like that guy. Yeah. And I'm different because somebody did yeah. like Jesus liked that guy like but he's dead now and it's you got to deal with the fact that you, like people think that you like is it that weird like well, when community you talk about nostalgia specifically like when you start talking about those things you lose some Christians um, but you definitely have this connotation around non-believers yeah that like you're way off the deep end yeah well, that guy's like he's a crazy Christian he's a snake handler yeah as well, I was like, <laughs> I had a Christian friend who I was sharing my testimony with a week or so ago. Yeah. And, um, uh, he actually, he's, um, a new employee and I, um, we get along really well mm-hmm. and he's a Christian and I was sharing, um, kind of some of our, our story about, you know, just, um, experiencing the Lord at a mm-hmm. Pentecostal university and, or, you know, a university that's tied with the church of God and, uh, and going to a Pentecostal church. And that was the first thing out of his mouth. Like oh so you, you how many snakes you got in your in your house? <laughs> I'm like I mean we're the the wise version right. of that I hope right. you know? I hope so <laughs> just a little poison I bet people think I'm nuts maybe <laughs> they probably it's think a good I'm chance. crazy dude <laughs> it's a good chance freaking up That's here okay. rapping and bro I just have to share with you that like I was actually talking to David about it on Saturday like you shared a a video of that guy out at Oxford last Thursday, mm. you know, and it, it is an incredible gift. Like we, we, yeah. we have to get that in front of more, more people, the like, rap you know, it. yeah, the, yeah. the rap, yeah. the, the freestyling, yeah. you know, and I, I think we need to kind of set a, you know, maybe not every, every week kind of a thing, but you know, we're, we're just yeah. putting Vinny out there to, I mean, that, that gift. Well, the Lord amazing. showed me, he showed me that it was actually going to be two by two. Mm-hmm. And he showed me a format for it when we go to the streets that it's actually evangelism based. And it's not just going to be me on the mic. It's going to be yeah all of us getting up there, but two people on the mic mm-hmm. and two and teams of two going out, women and men going out to evangelize. And I want to eventually start doing that. I love that. Very yeah. cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I love midnight oil. I love doing it up here. But if we're not reaching the laws, it's like we're just having a little 
party up here. Yeah, a little, little rapping. It's okay to come back and be refreshed. Yeah. It can be good. Yeah. It's good. But, but it's if, just like. But if it's a burden and your heart is burning for being out there, I mean, that's. It just reminds me, like, at one point, <laughs> I had this, like, idea in my head where I was like, man, I want to get my most anointed friends who love Jesus together into one room where we can just create a podcast him. called the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like and Answer just worship, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking about that and I was like, what the heck is the point of that, dude? Right. I'm going to find God in the fire. Yes. dude. Like that's Seriously? where I'm yes. going to see him. Like yeah. with the people that, you know, are broken and need healing. Bro, no holy huddles, man. Dude, yeah. right? Yeah. So And they're good. And and the one and thing to good. know about yeah. that, and Vinny, you can speak about this, it's like you're not all it's not always the most comfortable thing to like step out. You know, when someone when when the Lord highlights somebody to you, you know, or you're in in the middle of that. You know, it's not like you wake up and you're like a hundred percent Holy Ghost motivated, right. like the Lord's taking control of my body and I'm gonna speak and make that first step. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, look, I'm gonna be obedient to that right. to that passion that the Lord's put inside of you. What yeah. was that like with that dude? That was awesome. With that dude? Yeah, what was that like when we saw the video obviously? We saw the video of him it. rapping back and forth with, with you. you. But what was that like like internally? What did that look like? I mean, internally, externally, I mean, what did that look like? Just, I want to hear about that. Because I had already been rapping for an hour. Yeah. So I was pretty comfortable at that you point. You warmed up. Yeah, I was warmed up. But even from the beginning, I felt comfortable. Um, the stru- the wrestle that had happened. Well, and just, just for everybody who doesn't know, mm-hmm. go check out Vinny Loves Jesus on Spotify and, and, <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> and every deal. music platform. Shameless plug. And also to add piggyback on, check it out. We're talking about Midnight Oil, the other podcast we have through our network, and it's alive too. Um, they went out and they rented a space and a public space, and they just started to rap and they opened it up for anybody and everybody to hear. So. They gave it to us for. They let us use the pavilion for free. Nice, cool. And actually, the guy that sent me the letter, he wrote. I, I didn't mention this. I was just like, we're just going to set up a speaker and do a little bit of worship. And he wrote on the permit, it says, for worship and revival. Yeah. Ah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Dude, I got a freaking yes. permit for revival. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, you just slap your knee. Yeah, I did. I literally just slapped my knee. Wow. I don't. What think, a dad. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even the knee that the hand was on. It came all the way across to slap the other knee. It's a knee slap right, I've so, never noticed that. I've all right, that. so you were warmed up, and then so this I, guy. He comes up. He's like kind of being loud, like, yeah, yo, yo, like wants to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And that was the first thing the Lord spoke to me was like, people w- want to know that they can be a part of this. Yeah. And I was like, come on in, dude. Like, right. you know, come on up here. No, oh. No pun come intended. Up come up here. And uh, so, yeah, he pulls up. He starts rapping. I can tell he's, like, buzzing, you know. He wasn't, like, all the way faded, but he was, like, he'd been drinking. Yeah. And, and uh, he starts rapping, and he's like, man, for, t- for I'm 20 years old. He was like, I'll tell you right now, for a 20-year-old, man, I really, I love God. Mm. Is what he said. Mm. And, but I could tell he was, like, rough around the edges and yeah. stuff. And he's in college. He's a college you know, guy. Yeah. yeah. 
So he starts sitting, spitting some raps and stuff with us. And he's like, man, I want to write what I wrote, but it's like, it's pretty vulgar and stuff. And I was like, ah, well, I was like, man, just try to keep it like, you know, chill. And yeah. Um, but he's at one point like he, he had something on his phone that he had he had written in, in his memory. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that he had. had. But he wanted to spit a rap. He had. Yeah, off. and I knew like okay, if this is from like something he's memorized from his past, it's probably like super dark. Mm-hmm. And when he started to do it, I was just like, all right, I just felt grace, like just let him go. Yeah, just and I and I began to listen to everything that he was saying, and it was all about drugs and money and women and. Mm-hmm guns and right and uh the lord started showing me when i was his age and the seasons i had been up to until that point and what i had gone through because mm. i was the same way man like i i made music back in those days and it yeah. was dark dude like made his stuff look mm. you know tame yeah super tame mm. And I was writing demonic stuff back then. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just listening to him. I'm just like, all he's doing is talking about where he's at. <laughs> right. Like, he's just putting it out there for people to see. Yeah. And I was able to respond to what his rap was by what we're talking about, speaking the gold into people. Yeah. And so I, I began the rap over him and all those things that I saw lies under and things that he was believing, I began to speak truth over him True. and what God says about him yeah. and how he's a son and mm. he's not an orphan anymore and he's not alone. And mm. and um, I'm just declaring these things over him and he responded. Cause when you're freestyling like with yeah. somebody, you're like, you're, you're kind of going back and yeah. forth, you know, and you're bouncing off of one another. Yeah. And so when he responded, he was bouncing off of, what I was speaking over mm. him and his tone changed mm. and he began to actually freestyle, not written stuff, but he began to express what was happening in the moment. Very cool. Yeah, it was cool. And I had this like wrestle in it, but the Holy Spirit like showed me what to do mm. essentially. And every time he would respond to me, his rap would get m- more and more, sanctified <laughs> that's so awesome <laughs> dude it was sick by the end if you saw the video at the end he's like at the end of his rap he's like and i'm a holy son praising like the only one or something like that i yeah. can't remember exactly so yeah. i was like what the heck and and none of that would have happened you you wouldn't have gotten to that gold if you would have been offended by his son yep. if yeah. you had been offended taking the mic like bro you can't say that word yeah you know like we, we can't talk like that like I mean, you you brought wow. that out. It has to be, man. I I don't know if you saw um, what Robin Bullock posted recently. He gave a prophetic word about it be the church out in the streets, mm-hmm. and God's kind of been speaking to that to me more and more. Like Philip had a dream this morning where he was in this school and it flooded, mm-hmm. and I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Yeah, I want to." Um, there's an outpouring coming, yeah. but there's no building that can contain it because it's going to destroy the building. Interesting. Yeah. And so like <laughs> that, wow. that's very related to that. Cause I'm like, okay, if this stuff is happening in a church, right? like people are going to be offended. It's not gonna, 
Well, look at Brownsville, bro. Like Brownsville, that's one of the things we talked about even with the Asbury one. All these great revivals somehow over the years have been pigeonholed into denominations because of that. Because mm-hmm. there is no building that can contain it. And when you hit the capacity of the building that you're in, the, our natural tendency is to form an organization around it and to, to govern it. You know what I mean? And if the next move of God is like this big, you know, billion soul harvest, which is what's been prophesied by many a folk, it would make sense that we, we're not going to be able to contain it yeah. somewhere. It's got to be governed by the Lord. Dude. Right. Can't because that's the thing. Like I like the Brownsville revival, you know, the, the out Toronto blessing and all that stuff. It was like weeks or years or whatever of time where the Lord was just pouring out and pouring out miracles and all this crazy revival was going off. And, but if you do watch the history of it, the natural progression of that was to, okay, well, God has moved. So let's, Let's well, either tamp it down or, 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 or let's, well, if we're going to reproduce this, if we're going to have this happen all the time, we've got to put it somewhere. So we're going to put it in this building and then we're going to meet it this time. And the next thing you know, oh, well, that's, this guy feels like he's a pastor. So we're going to let him take this part of the group. And, and then the next thing you know, you've got a whole, you've just taken this big thing and moved it back into the same cycle. Mm. Well, gone are the days where the most attractive thing that we as Christians feel like we have to offer as a cool building. Dude, right? Amen to that. Yeah. Like, come on. oh, my church has a gym. Like, <laughs> come on. How much more do we need? Right. Right. Like, how much, I mean, how, how far away do we have to get from God to stop updating our buildings? Like, dude, I am not attracted to a church that's like, we've got soft drinks in our, I mean, in our we, lobby. And we're in like, the middle of like figuring this stuff out for, for ourselves, right? I mean, our conversation an hour and a half ago was about like finding a space that you yeah. know, we, we feel like we can, you know, produce in and serve the community in and, right. you know, do these things that, you know, we, we want to be, able we want to be a, yeah, warm in the winter and well, yeah, we need to be able yeah. to do in that, the summer. But... And, and so there is a, a physical aspect to it, yeah. but it is, it is not, and um, like the evangelism tool that Correct. is going to bring in a billion souls. Right. You are. Yeah. Come right. on, dude. I am. We are. Yes. We're the tool. <sighs> We're the tool. Yeah. It's not the building. We, yeah. No matter how cool we make it, no matter how much we, you know, the best coffee, most comfortable seats, best worship. That's not. I love coffee. I, I love, love comfy they're great chairs. Things. They're love. great things. But that's not what's going to bring it. But I love people getting set free oh, and metal dude. dissolving out of people's bodies, dude, and 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 repentance, mm. like, yeah. and especially when there's like a place that we find as as believers who are maturing in our walk, mm. where there's like, Lord, I never saw that junk in me. Thank you for like continuing to expose that thing that is at the root of my ongoing struggle with sin yeah like thank you lord for for helping me through Mm. through that like the moment we think that we're sanctified (laughs) is you know the the moment where the lord like brings a revelation and and we we feel this this gap again and it's not to it's not to shame us right but it's the lord to say look i've I've got many facets Mm. of myself you know, there's yeah. there's a, a a crowd of them up in heaven right now. Yeah, elders who are casting their throne continually be, before the Lord. Yeah, and saying, "I'm not worthy to be crowned anything. Mm. Like it's yours. The authority mm. in heaven and earth is on is yours." It's good. 
Yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of what you what he's talking about and what you guys did. Yeah, because that was I that's mean, awesome, and it's so an, powerful. It's, it's unique. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, it's a it's a new, a while and out a new for, thing for Jesus. Yes, Dude, that's funny. That's the original vision. You know, that's like one of my favorite things to watch. Well, like, I love watching. Wild dude, come on. <laughs> that's what he first told me and showed me about Midnight Oil. Mm. Like after our first episode, yeah, I was getting that. I was like, man, we're gonna have like games and stuff. Yeah, and like, I mean, we so just did it at that. the at the fire last week. Oh like, yeah, it starts starts right there. We, dude, we, Philip and I were playing a game. The uh, we were doing impressions of everybody in our ministry. Oh, we we just <laughs> in a podcast because we need guy. to. We Is need it recorded? This one. It wasn't recorded. Oh. No, I oh. wish Thanks it was. So much for joining us. Please remember to share <laughs> this show with your community and I encourage take- everyone to come and listen in on the conversation. Should Follow I take us this on out? Social media and give us a like and review. Well, I guess it's time to wrap up then. Podcast and other media. Until next time, be blessed. Vinny said, be a you blessing. Ain't gotta leave. And remember, All right, there's dude. always an open seat for you, you go at the table. Well, you guys, we, we could leave it in the podcast. Why not? We're not actually over, are we? Are we over? No. I'm, no, I was, I was just joking. Okay. Did I'm just going to leave that, that interruption. By itself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, our outro played. Just for the sake of playing. What did yeah. you put it at an hour? Yeah, in an Satan hour. Satan is the yeah. liar. Gotcha. Well, should we wrap it up? <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like this was so good. Man. We, no, we, need, we need to hear some of these impressions. Oh. Uh, who, who, who was who was your favorite that you did? Uh, <laughs> I did just Cameron. Go, just go through the list. Oh, okay. I want to hear Cameron. I did Cameron. Uh, I did uh, Dustin. Dustin, yes. Yeah, who else did we do? Who did Philip do? Oh, I did Philip. Who did Philip do? He did. Oh, I did you too. Oh God, what do I sound like? Let's hear you pushing at me. It's like, mm, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hummer. I am a hummer. <laughs> hmm. hmm. uh, I have a good Philip impression. Who else? Oh, I did Audrey. I killed. Okay. Yeah, he knew instantly. What, did he really? Yeah. Oh man, we did a lot. I can't. But oh, point. we did. You too. <laughs> we did like oh. everybody, bro. Who good. did me? You or Philip? I think I, I did. What did you say? He didn't get it at first. I was like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Huh? What'd you do for him? Oh, I just like started talking about theology. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's nice. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bore you, Philip. <laughs> right. I'm gonna make you fall asleep on you while do, talking. Right? He could have just. Oh been, man! Don't be like that, bro. Worst uh, podcast host ever. I know. Who? Me. Why? Just. Oh, that's a lie, bro. <laughs> no, you're not bored. Yeah, right, bro. He's this. He's the sleepy guy. Who did? Who did yeah. Krista? <laughs> um. Surprisingly, did we do Krista? Um. Because Krista is my favorite one to impress. Let's hear it. Oh, oh, come her on. impersonation. No, is like, do it. Oh, come she on. does. So there's a few things she does. There's the the yeah 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 <laughs> that one. And then there's the um that one. She does this. Hmm. This like kind of thing she does. Yeah. But then when you're talking and she's agreeing with it, it's the yeah. It's the, mm, mm, mm. yeah 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 yeah. And I'm like yeah 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 yeah. It's wonderful. That's funny. I actually did do Krista and. I just said something that I thought that she would say. I was like, 
It is 444 and four is a door and I'm tore up from the floor up. <laughs> that is so my wife. Everything's got that oh, meaning awesome. with her. That's so weird about it. <laughs> now my Philip one has always been the Show. <laughs> I, I did him too. I was like, uh, what was, was I saying about him? It's like, oh, there's angels. They're ministering right now in the back of the room. Hey, shout! <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. That's so good. The yeah. point is, the Lord loves a good laugh. He does. Yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> I think it's why we fart. It is. It is fun. Is that what? That's why we fart. <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. Dude, come on. Swear, bro. I really do believe that. I believe the reason why we think farts are so funny is because God has a sense of humor, and He thinks farts are funny too. Hmm. I can't. I mean, why else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why else? There are two two D words that are the 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 epitome of my children's like the the crux the the center point of most laughs in my house. Yeah. These days, and it's D's nuts. Well, D's nuts. <laughs> like D's nuts. No, not two D words. D's nuts. My uh, my three year old daughter. So I've got two two older boys, right? So Zeke and Ollie. And uh, my my three-year-old daughter is at gymnastics class last Wednesday. <laughs> and my wife is watching her speak to her gymnastics instructor. And Charlie, all she hears is, D's nuts! And <laughs> she runs across the gymnasium floor in, her, in the middle of her gymnastics class. Said D's nuts? And she said, D's nuts! That's and hilarious. she like told a joke. And, you know, it's something that her brothers would say. Yeah. And I don't even know where they heard it or how it started, you mm-hmm. know, but it's it's inevitable that kids are going to laugh yeah. about something like that. <laughs> and it's like in something adults. where I'm like, I'm, I'm not just squashing that in my right. house like that's hilarious yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but we did have to have a, a serious conversation yeah. because on church uh we went to a church in oxford on sunday morning and i actually knew the police officer who was stationed there i went to high school with him and hadn't seen him since high school and um i i walk in amanda was getting ministered to um, a, a friend of hers was praying with her uh, in the front of the sanctuary and i walk out with all the kids and mm-hmm. so it's zeke and ollie they're doing some bottle flips on the on the tall table and I walk up as my kids are telling these nuts jokes to this police officer. <laughs> and so, you know, on the way home, we had this conversation like, guys, it's hilarious. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, right. it's funny. But like, we have to, to kind of know our audience, like, you know, sure. to be, to be appropriate. And, um, I don't know. And that's the immaturity in me that I don't want it to stop. Cause it's, nah, bro. it's freaking hilarious. It is Dude, I got a 13 year old son. It's like off the chain in my house, especially yeah, when it's sure. like, dude, we ha- <laughs> we watch these cartoons sometimes, and there's a this one, or I, I I watch I used to watch the cartoon sometimes is Rick and Morty, but there's a Rick and Morty joke about these aliens want to take one of the main characters' wieners and use it as an alien heart because it's like the perfect shape, <laughs> and so, dude, there's this whole scene where this old man alien is telling the other aliens like he's not going to give it up, and he tells him he explains to him he's like I've been on the planet. For them, it's he's like the society is built around their penises. It's funny to say they are big. 
It's funny to say they are small. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I've been at parties with humans and I've never seen it fail to get a laugh. Then he's going to stop the podcast. Bro, about oh, this six minutes ago when the podcast. Dude, this <laughs> is keep, keep oh. So, like, okay. one, of the, one of the little hidden jokes in our house is my son will be like, It's funny to say they're big. It's funny to say this. Like, <laughs> he'll say that one. Oh, Air is so funny, too. It is the other one is like, he'll run around and, like, <laughs> he's caught on recently. The old Street Fighter. When you beat someone at a perfect, it's like perfect, you know, like that. Yeah, people will is that fall. Where you got that from? Dude, yes, I've people will fall that. over, or something will happen. He'll be like, perfect. Like, <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> like the other day, Krista oh. was carrying something into the house from Costco, and she dropped the box, and he was like, perfect. Like, <laughs> and she was so mad. Awesome. She was like, "What did you just say?" He was like, and he like ran out of the room. <laughs> it was so good. Oh man. Yeah, that's good. Kids are awesome. Kids are awesome. And laughter is awesome. Well, speaking of kids, I gotta get down to my kids. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Love you guys. Love you guys too. too. All right, you wanna cue that outro? Again. Yeah, we should pray. Yeah. Mm. David, you wanna pray us out, bro? Sure. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to get together as brothers and just chew the cud and have fun and talk about your kingdom and your goodness and all the awesome things that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for the freedom that we have to even gather and thank you for all the provision you've made. Thank you for our lives and the lives of all of our listeners, Lord, that we can just come together around the table and and talk and we have that freedom and let us never take it for granted that you've given us this freedom and these beautiful gifts and these wonderful blessings. I pray for everybody who's listening who might be struggling right now that you would bless them um, just abundantly more than they could ever ask for. Yes. And uh, yeah, Lord, thank you for, for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for joining us. Please remember to share this show with your community and encourage everyone to come and listen in on the conversation. Follow us on social media and give us a like and review wherever you consume your podcast and other media. Until next time, Be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, there's always an open seat for you at the table.